0: Well, Aaron Tokars, welcome back to the journey. Um, it has been just a few weeks since you were here um, on the journey the first time, and we had talked about doing a part two, um, and ideally before you and Flan headed back um, back on the road. But just to um, you know, again, recap what is the journey about? the The journey is uh, having guests come on and just have ordinary conversations about individuals who. Um, through different things in their life, maybe setbacks, maybe illnesses, maybe uh, different things that may have happened, how have they um, taken those things, um, became stronger, become developed resiliency because of those things, and transformed, um, maybe failed forward? And you've had, as you talked about in the, in the first time, um, a couple different things, and some career changes uh, were a big part of what happened in your life, former police officer and had a near death experience um with pancreatitis right yep. and uh, and then became a photographer and you and your wife Lan um, became wedding photographers and and did that and then a year ago um took on a, a different journey
1: yeah and the 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 path kind of took a big left turn yeah exactly <laughs> exactly
0: So so why don't you kind of just uh, bring us kind of, uh, you know, after being on, you know, just a few weeks ago, any particular thoughts after, I know we talked about a lot of things uh, regarding the trip, but any particular thoughts while um, over the past month, I know you've been working hard to um, doing some construction work and and things like uh, job type stuff to get ready for this next, the next leg of the journey, but um, any particular things after the, the last time we talked?
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it's only been a few weeks, but yep. there's been a lot that's gone on. Um, I am super excited. Okay, uh, I just feel whew, uh, not a not a not a not a newfound joy in life, but uh, I'm really excited about this Friday, okay. uh, and. I know you know this, but for those who don't know it, we've basically been, like you had said, in the Rockford area for about a month now. Uh, we came back from being on the road for a year, uh, and that, that year we talked a little bit about it last time, about that first crazy month and, mm. and how the rest of the year progressed. But um, the last couple of weeks that we've been in Rockford, uh, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind. Uh, I have been doing construction. We've been uh, doing work on uh, some of our own properties. We've been doing some work on the bus. We've been doing some work on ourselves. Um, And in the last few weeks, I've actually been a little bit beat up. Um, That happens, I think, sometimes when you – when you're a little too sporadic, sometimes it it catches up. Um, and in the last three days, uh, I met with a good friend of mine. He came over, uh, we spent six hours together on, on Saturday, which allowed us to really fellowship together. He's a guy that I met in church, uh, 25 plus years ago. We reconnect every, every couple of months or now it's been a year, but, um, and that was awesome to 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 get the uh that connection back with him again and then last night uh Philan and I did our needed to sit down and reconnect because we have both been going just a million miles an hour to try to get out of here on on Friday um and then this morning we had coffee <laughs> so okay. uh and I and I bring those things up because one of the things that Philan and I have noticed is when we have this disconnect, which happens every once in a while, happened in that first month of us Mm -hmm. being away. We, once we reconnect, it definitely like recharges both of us. And we've been so trying to get out of here that we, we didn't lose sight of what the goal was, but there's been a lot of stuff going on. And now that we're within four days of leaving, it's, it's, there's still a ton of stuff on the plate, but it's been able to, I've been able to like calm myself mm-hmm. okay. and just be like, okay, get back to the intention, get back to the, 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 what, what are we doing? Why are we going out? Again, we haven't lost that in the last month, but it's been a little different. Our norm is not everybody's norm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which it was not everybody's norm before either, but now it's like. One hundred and eighty degrees. So where most people, I think, well, I think we had mentioned this. Most people like they get all. I don't know if it's stressed out of a vacation, but a vacation is the not norm. Yeah. And and this is not a vacation for us. Right. But getting back on the road and having the the constant moving piece is we we need that. We miss it. And I'm really excited to get back on the road and sure. kind of start. Part three of this journey. <laughs> okay, well, well, just for some of the individuals that may have
0: just picked up on this one and not had listened to to, to the first part when you were on, what um, what exactly? What, a am year I ago, what, about? what are you talking? <laughs> about? What ex- a year ago, you and Philan and your three kids, yep. and your dog, yes. And and if you could just give the layout of the kids again, sure. And then um, and what was the looking back to a year ago? What was the goal then, and and then what did it? Actually, become,
1: wow, yeah. Um, so my wife and I have three kids, Cashin, Brig, and Freya, and they are eleven, nine, and seven year old. We also do have a a dog, a Catahoula Leopard dog, which picked him up on the road. And when I say on the road, uh, a year ago, Philan and I, about a year and a half ago, Philan mm-hmm. and I decided that we needed to make some big changes, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest change was from an emotional standpoint, I think was to be more present with each other and to be more present with the kids from a physical standpoint. It was, we are going to move out of our house, buy a school bus, move into a school bus, live in a school bus and travel the country with our kids and go experience life a little bit differently. Um, So we have been on the road for a year. We left last July. We just got back again about a month ago. The first year was an incredibly rewarding experience. Um, We had an intention to be more present with the kids, um, see some of the country, try to figure out where we eventually want to land if we want to land, Mm -hmm. and um, spend one, one year on the road. Yeah. And we're just about to go into year two. Yeah. So,
0: and if you were able to grab something from that first, first overall context, of that first year for yourself, what do you think was one of those things that you most? Because there was there was definitely great times, but there was also times that there was struggle. Um, just learning the bus itself, and you talked a lot about that, you know, before. But what would be say if, if there was one overall takeaway? from the first year what what was that what was that takeaway
1: um you know i i think it would be learning to be open okay and when i say learning to be open uh be open for possibilities be opening be open for leadership for guidance um in a spiritual sense okay Um, I noticed, I I think at the end of the the last session, we talked a little bit about this Florida thing that happened. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. if you have, if you are just jumping on board, go back and listen to episode 27. It's, (laughs) but, uh, when I look back over the last year, there were definitely ups and downs, but the entire time, um, we were being guided Mm -hmm. along a path. And, um, I'm really looking forward to what this next year brings because going into last year, when we first left, it was chaos. It was not having a plan. It was being all over the board and it was beautiful and there were awesome things about it, but there was, there was a time when I, I wasn't ready for that or wasn't open for being guided led. Mm-hmm. Um, and then towards the, latter half of the year I really just I think I just let things go in a good way not like let it go like didn't care but let it go like was just open for things and now going into this next year I think that's gonna have a huge benefit that we're starting Mm -hmm. the year that way Uh, and we have a little bit more of a plan which yeah tell us what what what? we're not planners yeah Yeah. (laughs)
0: Well, that, I mean, not a hundred percent. You you definitely are probably less of a planner than Flan. Yes, and Flan likes at least the structure of the idea of a plan. She does, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what what's, what's what seems to be different, or what what do you have? <clears throat> what's some of the intention of what what this upcoming uh,
1: time period looks like? Um, you know, up until a few days ago, we had a general idea that we were going to go to the West Coast. And the West Coast was more just, um, we haven't spent a lot of time out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are so many gorgeous things in this country that we want to experience and see and have the kids experience and see. That was just kind of the overall plan. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, for me, is very easy. I will Mm -hmm. just turn left here or turn right there. Mm -hmm. But in doing that, That goes back to that first month of being on the bus when it was just so chaotic because we didn't have any, well, we had no direction at that point. But we've been able to, in the last couple of weeks, sit down and um, come up with a, at least an an idea of where we want to be and when we want to be and what are the key things that key locations that we want to be at. Okay. So it's still a very open-ended, some people would freak out about how open-ended and free flowing it's going to be, sure. but we have a, a uh, we're heading in a certain direction, both um, I think as a couple, as a family, but then also physically where we going, where we're going on the bus. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this next year because this next year, according to a map and according to a calendar, maybe leads into <laughs> another year. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's some, there's some eventual goals, which is pretty neat to okay. have. Okay. Um, I'm also looking forward to the, still the, the fact that you're on the road and mm-hmm. don't really know what's going to happen next sure. and what's around the corner. But, um, I think one of the things that we're definitely looking at concentrating more on is each other, okay. And that I'm, I'm really excited about that. Okay. And,
0: and yeah, talk a little bit about that because, you know, people are like, okay, so you you're on a bus and there's five people and a dog, and what do you mean? How do you not focus on the other person? Right. right. And but there's ways. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> there's there's ways. Uh, um, I, I think starting with, with my wife and I, we've talked about in that first month about not having any communication mm-hmm. and, uh, moving forward, how having the communication greatly helped. And everybody can tell you that a relationship is based on communication, but there are times in your life that you just, you fail. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically it. Um, we've realize more and more the importance of not date night for us, but date morning. Mm -hmm. Um, For us, if we've gone out to dinner to reconnect or go out on a date night on a Saturday night or a Friday night to reconnect and 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 to talk, we do so much during the day that by the time it comes to 8 o'clock at night or 9 o'clock at night, our brains kind of start to shut down. And we've realized that about each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we've realized that mornings are, I am not a morning person, and anybody that knows me is like, what do you mean you're getting up at 6 in the morning and doing coffee with your wife? That's crazy. But what it's led to is more meaningful conversations and more meaningful, um, a, a more meaningful relationship. I think okay. we're. I'm noticing things that my wife needs, and uh, I'm doing my best to be a little less selfish okay. <laughs> and saying, "Okay, let's." You know what is what is the you know <laughs> there's the. There, there's a not a conflict, but if there's an issue or if there's a something going on, maybe it's not uh maybe it's uh there's something else too, and learning to just ask more okay that's, I don't know if that yeah that's that's that, new for me too yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on well
0: I think one of the things that happen um a lot of times with with individuals is that maybe it's in close proximity in close situations where we'll read the, how how the other person's feeling, and then we'll assume that it has something to do with us mm-hmm. or or we have something that we want to do and the other person's distracted or disconnected or whatever, and then we get upset. So there's this constant people uh, keep doing a lot of talking in their own head about what they think or feel is going on And then making assumptions and judgments of the other person or what needs are being met and not met.
1: Yeah, we've both learned that making assumptions for us gets us in a lot of trouble. And And getting away from that has been really good. (laughs) In learning to not only talk about those things, but
0: learning how for ourselves to monitor, am I just feeling this right at the moment? And do I need, because it's really hard to take that back. What's that saying? It's really hard to unring the bell. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, and if I say that and I don't qualify it as I'm just talking, this may not be right, but I'm just saying, you know, this is just where I'm at right now. And, um, and, and we talk about sometimes in counseling, we talk about this idea that my feelings or what I'm, what's going on right now, I may be being honest about it, but that may not be my truth. Right and and i think using some kind of framework some kind of platform in which to be able to to um have open dialogue at the same time not that every word that comes out of your mouth is law because it may it may just be how emotionally I'm feeling at the moment but it may not be how i overall my truth or overall believe
1: yeah um and that's that that comes into play, I think, even more. You talked about the small space. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, 225 square feet is, is what we're living in. Mm-hmm. And we are each other's counselor. Mm-hmm. We are each other's best friend. Mm-hmm. We are each other's enemy at times. I don't want to say enemy because that's not the right. But, you know, you get in this... Uh, there has to yeah it's it's a lot it's mm-hmm. a challenge to be in that small space because not only is it physically a small space but if if you don't have a home base mm-hmm. um then you don't have that network of friends or network mm-hmm. of people that you can reach out to um our norm is to be with each other 24/7 mm-hmm. for a lot of people and friends of ours that um uh, I'd say the, I don't want to say the, yeah, the average American. They don't spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week with their spouse. Um, They go, they get up in the morning, they go to work. There's that separation. There's the drive. There's the drive home to maybe separate work from home, get home. There's that reconnection. There's a few hours and then there's the weekend. And for us, it's, um, it's, it's all the time. Mm -hmm. It's as, as a couple, when we were wedding photographers, Cause we shot weddings together and then we did life Monday through Friday together and breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And for, for us being on the bus together all the time, um, goes back to what we feel most comfortable with, but it's also a little more challenging because there, you can't just, well, you could get on your bike and ride away from the bus, but there's not like, Oh, my friend that I've known for 20 years is right down the corner. I can call him and I can go have breakfast with him. Um, that That becomes that becomes a little more uh, challenging,
0: yeah, because it's different than what was how things were your normal before mm-hmm. right and in learning to be open and learning to how to have thicker skin at certain times and how to be more pliable at other times. Um, I think are all key things that as opportunity comes up and you learn. Not not much different though when you have individuals that are going off to college for the first time or yeah. going and going living in a dorm, or or you know um, individuals that are in the military. It's there's there's other police officers or firemen. There's certain settings and environments that are very similar. It just as you said, that is not the the typical American family today is, is not um, doing. Uh, doing that with uh, having the the husband, wife, mom and dad and the kids all in this 225 (laughs) rectangle with wheels. (laughs) <laughs> so, so, so talk about the kids. Um, each had opportunities to go to camps this summer, yep. and 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 have. And it's not like when you were on the road, you were constantly moving. You'd be you'd be stationary for you know maybe a month, maybe a, a couple weeks, maybe three months. And so so that wasn't necessarily new for them to be in Rockford for a month. Um, but some of the outside of the family activities was a little bit different. And um, what what is it? What are, where are the kids at regarding um, uh, them? Are they excited about getting back on the road? Are they are they been in rock for too long? Where they want to stay grounded? What what are the, what's going on with the kids?
1: No, we uh, the kids we came back, and the very first thing that uh, the kids did was went to camp. Mm-hmm. Um, they've gone the last I think cashing this. This was his sixth or seventh year. They go to the, a YMCA camp about an hour from here, okay. and um all three of them went this year okay. which okay. is kind of kind of how they started the summer um they got to reconnect with some friends they got to reconnect with uh still doing outside activities but doing them uh more as individuals than just being just being with us um so they got that I don't want to say out of the way but they got that they got that recharge
0: yeah.
1: um Freya you know it was her second year in camp uh Brig it was his fourth year Brig uh, he really, the kids, the kids grow in leaps and bounds, which yeah. is really neat to see. But, uh, Cashin's biggest thing, and he's the 11 year old, his biggest challenge for the last year has been his, um, lack of having his close friends. Cause mm. he was in the same classroom, but, uh, at least in the same, with the same core group of kids for years in Rockford oh, okay. schools. And so when we left on the bus, the, his biggest, um, concern was well what about my friends Hmm. what about that and we've met a lot of really uh, really interesting cool other families in the last year which I know that those friendships are going to continue but he still had his core like two or three excuse me two or three buddies that we knew he was going to miss he kept a little bit in contact with them on the road um but it was really neat to see he went to the to he 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 went with one of his one of his buddies parents to pick him up on the last day of school mm. and um i saw a video of them reconnecting and it was just it was really cool nice. um now in the last month now he is i've barely seen him mm, okay. <laughs> which is a little bit odd but he's spent a lot of time with friends okay um done some long weekends with some of his, some of his friends' families. And um, he's spent time, they've each spent time at grandparents' house, houses. Okay. Um, And so they've been able to reconnect. And I I think that's been really good for them because um, it's been a lot of quality time in a very short time period. So I think he's gotten a big boost. Um, Same thing with him and, uh, but going on the road, I think, not that he's gotten that out of his system, but he's got to kind of re-energize those friendships. Um, and at 11, year old, 11 years old, that's that's really important. He's at this age where he's starting to grow up a little more. He's getting a little more independent. Um, but we've also figured out a way to have him um, still keep in contact with his friends. And one of the dads has expressed interest in possibly flying out and meeting us during the... Oh, okay. during like a spring break, spring break or, or something. So nice. we're trying to make that happen. So that's been really, uh, that's been neat. He's excited to go back on the okay. road. He's, yeah, he's, okay. he's excited. And then the other two, um, they've spent, again, a lot of time at camp, or they spent a week at camp, and then they've spent a lot of time with grandparents. They're a little younger. Okay. Um, and so they've been bouncing around between grandparents, and it's, it's, uh, they've been spoiled a little bit in the last couple of months. Sure, sure. Uh, I have to remind grandma that, you know, we grandmas that we need to take it easy, easy a little bit, but they're grandmas. So sure. we let them, yeah. they get a little bit of leniency.
0: Sure. You know, one of the, I don't, and I don't think we touched on it today, to any significant degree last time. And we just, just barely opened up the conversation, but about the idea of there's maybe people listening. They get a couple questions, right? Yep. Like, uh, so how are the kids doing with the schooling thing? how do they how do they do school did their school just stop did their education process just stop how does that work um i guess if you're constantly moving i guess the state doesn't you know so how does that how how are they uh continuing their education process how are they continue to i mean they're learning tons of things i know but how are they those would we say basic things that they're going to need um as they um go into into their future
1: sure so uh Currently, we're practicing unschooling, Okay. and unschooling is a little looser version, a little more loose version of homeschooling. Okay. So, uh, tradi- I would say traditional homeschooling would be a very uh, maybe a strict curriculum, uh, maybe a support group where you've got um, you know another some other groups of families that the kids can still do things with. Right. But a lot of it is very curriculum based. Yeah. So you have your Reading. You have your writing. You have your science. You have your history. You have your math, and it's a very structured day, even though. But it's just at home. Right. So for us, um, unschooling is our kids are still being educated, but a lot of it is more hands-on learning. So they are still reading. Uh, Cashin is is reading Greek mythology and Roman mythology and doing a lot of exploration into that. Uh, he's eleven and he just picked up the Iliad and mm. he's wanting to blaze, do that. And I'm like, okay, kid, like, <laughs> you know, uh, but, um, to go along with that or to coincide with that, uh, for example, we were in Kansas city, Missouri this summer and the art museum there has a huge wing that is all Greek mythology. Okay. So we went into the museum, hit that wing specifically for him, spent extra time with him in that wing. And he blew my mind. Of. Well, this is the god of this, and this is so and so, and this is so. He's um, we're trying to incorporate things like museum visits or art v- visits um, to to supplement education. Okay, so that's part of it is finding uh, museums, and and uh, museums is the biggest thing when you're when you're out because it mm. also gives you a little bit of a if it, if there's a rain delay and <laughs> and you don't want to be in the bus. Um, you know hit up a museum which which helps in the education process mm-hmm. but um they're all still reading they're all learning math on as we go even little things like uh I was playing monopoly with the 7 year old the other day and I didn't so, tell her anything about how the game is played and she's counting back change out of you know she's making change for her for her properties and things that she's buying okay. and um I'm you know, we're, we're, we're seeing the, the education continue. Mm Um, the other big thing that we stress, and I think society has gotten away from human interaction. Um, this is going to go way out there, but not, not way out there, but, um, so many kids now are just hooked up and plugged in. Uh, you're in the grocery store and there's a two year old who's on the iPhone. Um, there's kids that you know you've got a a, a junior high age kid who can't walk into a store and order something off the counter because he doesn't know he or she doesn't know how to look at the clerk in the eye because there's this disconnect sure. with um with kind of where society is right now mm-hmm. and our kids still do use an iPad they still do get to have screen time but i think what they're seeing is mom and dad interacting with people mm-hmm. and how Treating people with respect and and, and how that kind of comes for full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and there being able to experience that firsthand and not just being told to look at somebody in the eye, not just being told to extend a hand and do the handshake sure. and how far that goes. Um, we were in Portland, Oregon last year. Okay. And Portland is a little more li- liberal with their parking regulations and with where you can park a bus, and it's it's very open, and you can live on your bus wherever you want as long as you can legally park. And um, We had parked in a neighborhood that was close to where we wanted to explore for that kind of weekend, and I walked up to the door of the house that we were parked in front of and knocked on the door and introduced myself. And uh, the homeowner, she was very grateful of... Me just having that interaction and said, Yeah, sure, you can. It's great. Use the parking spot on the side of the bus. And we had come back from a day being out, and there was a note on the front of the bus. When you're on a bus and you get a note on the front of the bus, it's usually a, Hey, you can't park here. Mm. Hey, Move. <laughs> it's not always a, a positive experience, sure. but this note was from another neighbor who saw our bus, had looked it up on Instagram, got a quick feel of what we were doing and reached out and said, Hey, why don't you park by our house uh, a block down? And so the next morning, Philan and I went for our run and we were stretching actually in front of that person's house, trying to be like, you know, do you knock on the door? Do we... Where do we go with this? And the homeowner this second homeowner had, had pulled up the one that left a note and she introduced herself and said, You know, I'm a school teacher, my husband's a postman. Our kids are in college. We have these four parking spots that were normally full of our kids' cars, but now they're not. Um the neighbor down the street, yes, it's great that you parked in front of there and she'll never say anything, but you're kinda in our kids' parking spots. So why don't you come park by us and and so we moved our bus up and uh, engaged in more conversation with her. And an hour later, she's uh, our kids are playing in her front yard. We're getting vegetables out of her garden. Mm-hmm. We're filling up our bus with water. And none of that would have happened if it wouldn't have been for me or Philan or us to be outgoing and go up to that first neighbor and be like hey here's who we are this is what we're doing and so the kids are seeing i think maybe and that's just one example but the kids are seeing the the benefits of social interaction and i just look forward to 15 years from now when Mm -hmm. my i'm watching my kid have a a meaningful in you know face-to-face conversation with somebody and thinking well maybe that's from being on the bus and maybe that's from learning how to Talk to people face to face and not just be on a screen. Sure. So. sure. Well, and I think <laughs> and I know that's way more uh, that that goes a whole bunch of different directions yeah, besides yeah. just unschooling. Yeah. But uh, you learn. Kids are sponges. Yeah. They're well, soaking I, up everything
0: in business or in education. I guess we we talk about you know hard skills right that's math and science and reading and mm-hmm. writing and being able to write well and you know and 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 comprehension and then you have soft skills right the soft skills are those everything you were just talking about and and i think there are times if the more structured an environment is in it and it doesn't ever move beyond that right there's a time when you when we need that structure there's a time when you have to figure out how to do or be disciplined enough to get a task done or disciplined enough to continue the journey um of getting the bus to the next place when every part of you goes, "I don't want to do this right. i don't I don't feel like doing this well, well, discipline says it doesn't matter. You still need to go, and sometimes we need to learn how to work through that that's another one of those um you know, aspects that we our kids will pick up on as they as they watch us or they will watch what we do with that. <laughs> the alternative to that, right? Yeah. But I, I like the idea of um especially because of the ages of where your kids are at right now, being able to explore what they're interested in and doing a deeper dive into that versus maybe a lot of content that they may not be interested in. And just we had a guest last week talk about this Idea. She's an art teacher at one of the local grade schools and being able to explore through art, um, this idea and, um, and and be able to be creative and and actually learning because you're interested in doing something, a deeper dive into that versus just regurgitation for a score. Yeah. Um, So, but I am in my mind, I guess I'm also just imagining. So being, you know, visionary right and i was a i was the individual growing up that set goals and and benefited from setting goals so a lot of, and specifically with athletics and and so as i'm listening to you talk and thinking as my my kids are now older right my daughter will be 21 you know in a, in a few weeks and my my son's 23. And in it's in they're in a different place. Would I've been a, Would I've been able to be when my kids were your kids' age? Would I've been courageous and en- courageous enough? I'm asking myself that. I don't know. I don't know if I would be courageous enough to go outside of this box that I had created. You know, I I, I want to say I'd be bold enough to do that. Want to say, um, but it's uh, so tell tell because you're a little bit more of a risk taker, yep. you know, and Flan is, I, I would not call conservative, but she is, she has a tendency to, as, as, as much of a risk taker you are and a people person, she will also maybe pull back a little bit from that, even though she is pretty social as well. So how do you deal with those things? Like, let's say, and you know, they're maybe not at that age yet, but how do you write properly? How do you uh, form, formulate a, a particular, you know, a sentence or a paragraph or t- be able to tell a story, but from a written format, not just a, an oral standpoint?
1: so uh one of the things that we did last year at the beginning of the trip we did get away from it a little bit but it is one of the priorities of this year is to have the kids journal okay and have the kids write down their stories okay now for freya the seven-year-old it may be more pictures and it may be more more simplistic but with cash and um we're encouraging him to 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 write and um then you know, working with him on telling his story. Okay. And in part of telling his story, it's documenting um, his life experiences for himself to look back at, which I okay. think will be pretty neat. But then it also gives us a teaching opportunity. Yeah. Um, I am way more of a grammar... To, grammar uh, Grammatically, grammatically, as I as, <laughs> as I can, it, as you can. yeah as I say, I'm gr- more grammatically correct, and I can't even say it. But um, I love the written word. I love to write and sentence structure and all those things, which is something else that you may not have known about me in okay. the years. But I really enjoy that, mm-hmm. and so for me to be able to kind of help him out with that, okay, I think it's going to be good. Again, I'm more concentrating on the 11 year old at this point because his his skill level is a little higher um, where the nine-year-old is still getting in more into writing is, but he's also more of our adventurous outgoing. Mm -hmm. His personality is a little different. He's the one that wants to go out and build a bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that comes his own different set of learning and Mm -hmm. his own different set of responsibility and learning to more, um, be more independent and do things on his own and, and get away from just, um, I, again, it, I guess it's more getting away from the norm, which is, I guess, sure. but it's also, you know, um, being bold has its challenges. Um, it, it's not, it's not always easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's. I think it's rewarding at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think any time, and and not that you guys are the first family or the first couple that's ever done this. There's obviously other people you've met along the way that are also doing this.
1: Yeah, but and I'm going to interrupt you on that yeah, one for okay, a second. Okay. But um, one thing that we have noticed with bus life, van life, people on the road, families, a lot of the other families that we've met have younger kids mm. and so that's a whole different uh i i think that we're into a different set of challenges right now okay. because we have an 11 year old that's going to be a teenager soon mm-hmm. Uh we have a nine-year-old who's the middle child and we have the seven-year-old who's i mean she's seven so she's not just a little mm-hmm. you know two-year-old toddler that you can throw on your back when you're going on a hike mm-hmm. um it it's it's uh it's just a little different when you have... The, the ages are... I don't know how long we're going to be able to do it. They're so, going to outgrow their beds. Sure. And, yeah. you know, there's interesting uh, adult... Not adult, but, you know, there's conversations coming with our 11-year-old about how the body works and mm-hmm. everything yeah. else, which which is where... Um, yeah, that, that presents its own set of challenges in sure. and of sure. itself. But uh, we're dealing with that and, yeah. and, and rolling with it. But uh, it's 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 really also... It's really neat to be able to see that firsthand Mm -hmm. where when your kid goes to school every day for eight hours and you're at work every eight hours and you connect with your kid for an hour or two in the evening and on the weekends, that's way different than being there watching your kid grow. And that's hugely beneficial, very selfishly uh, for me, but it's also I think it'll benefit our kids. Yeah. Well,
0: life. and there's and that goes back to what we originally started with this challenge and opportunity that comes with being present, with being not in your head, with being present and continue to try to come back to that um, that place of being present to see it. Because as we talked, you know, you can, you can be there, but not be there. Yep. Either because you're in your head, because of negativity, or or looking too far ahead and not really seeing what's going on, and um, I and I can see that that's definitely something that you're being lo- a lot more intentional about on this leg of the journey um, than before because you didn't know what you didn't know before, and, right. it, and now you know some of those things. So another question that I have for you, um, because I'm just curious, yep. right? And um, and we've touched base on you and I have touched base on this a little bit, but. Because I guess it's it's probably one of my another one of my go you know back way back over here fears. So so how do you make money again? Because like you're not. I mean, unless something's changed since the last time I talked to you, I don't think you guys are trust fund babies. No, we're, yeah, we're, and, we're uh,
1: <laughs> and buses take diesel gasoline, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and they go really bad on miles per gallon. Yeah. So so, <laughs> so
0: how how what what's the Yeah. How do you, how do you bring in income? I mean, you can save some money up and you can live off of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, but do you bring income in while you're on the road? Do you, what do you, what do you guys do for just basic things like that?
1: Sure. So yeah, we are definitely not trust fund babies, but I also, maybe a little, I'm a little too relaxed when it comes to money. Um, I have a a firm belief that it's going to work out and things are going to out and it'll happen. And, um, that may not be everybody. I just want to let you know. (laughs) Exactly. Not everybody. Yeah. And my wife is, is, is the opposite of that. She Mm -hmm. does stress about the income and she stresses Mm -hmm. about the funds. Uh, part of me, uh, well, as a retired police officer on a medical retirement, I do pull in a pension. So that is beneficial. That helps. Um, we also, uh, I, I mentioned that we rented out our house in Rockford. So we do have um, two houses that we own in Rockford that we rent out. So there is uh, a little bit of income from that. But really what that does is it offsets your mortgage. So right. we yeah. don't have a mortgage. Right. Um, our car, we still own one car, but mm. it's paid off. Sure. So we don't have a car payment. Sure. Um, we also have uh, our... Our studio is rented out. Our photography studio is now rented out for the next year. So that's generating income of uh, we own that building. So that's generating some income for us. Uh, Besides that, we've uh, gone over our budget a whole bunch of times. And we've learned more to not spend. And it's actually more instead of learning how to do a budget. And a lot of people do the budget of what can't I spend my money on. Mm. We've tried to look at a look at it as what can we spend our money on so that we're trying to be a little more... It's still a budget at at a core, but it's just a little easier to look at. And it's what are the things that are most important to us that we're willing to spend money on? Mm -hmm. And therefore, if we know what we want to spend on, what are the things that we can cut out? Um, Besides that, when we were in uh, twice now, we've helped out with bus builds. Um, So there have been uh, with with Instagram and with social media, mm-hmm. um, because we have a, a decent following, and we've been at a couple of tiny house fests now, which is a showing of your bus. Okay. Um, so uh, with that, we've actually had several people who are in the middle of a bus build or are starting a bus build who are reaching out to us for advice. And so we're starting to explore that more of mm-hmm. what how can we help out other people building buses when we were in Florida, um, we actually helped uh, a woman finish up her bus, so we actually did the construction we put walls and floors back in because she was kind of at a standstill which was which was uh, again that was a that was something that was unexpected okay and it came at. An incredibly perfect time mm-hmm. um, and also being open for God to lead us where we need to be mm-hmm. um, when we were on the road in in North Carolina last year we took kind of a break in North Carolina for a few months and I met a guy who was doing construction and his kind of right hand man had just left um, to go branch out in his own, and so I picked up a job doing construction with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little bit of a tinkerer. I'm pretty good at just having random things thrown at me and being able to figure them out. Okay. So I'm able to kind of ad- adapt and adjust. Okay. Um, also with Florida in this last year, um, I had mentioned that we went to Puerto Rico for two months, and that was actually to take a job to rebuild a house that had been damage in the hurricane. Um, again, being open to being led mm-hmm. I think has really even benefited us financially. Uh, we're at a place now in this next year being a little more structured which I don't really care about but it relieves the stress from my wife. Um, we have done a little more budgeting for this year and how much do we have per month? How much do we have per Mile, if you want to say, you sure. know, how how can we make our journey in the bus more cost effective? Sure, and yeah. which will hopefully then extend the journey out longer because I'd like to do this for a while. Sure, I, sure, yeah. Well,
0: you know, again, that's we talked about last week. We've talked about it numerous times. Is this idea of the tension between needing a, a plan, needing some structure, so that you then can be open to what's on the road or open to on the journey.
1: I think a lot of that is also <clears throat> not being distracted by the burdens of life mm-hmm. and then being able to be, well, I'm just basically repeating what you said, but yeah, being having, not having those things there is so that you can be open. Yeah. And that's been
0: whew, huge. Yeah. Cause it's as simple as it sounds, um, uh, having been, you know, a former trainer and competitive bodybuilder and stuff. When I structure my meals, I snack less. Mm-hmm. I I know that that you know what what's happening. Um, now, too much of that. Then you could become rigid, and 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 then you're not having the flexibility of tasting the other aspects of life, you know. And right. in this case, it would be food, right? But I think that's metaphorically for a lot of things in life. And so I was just curious about that. So there. So in some ways, you've you guys have been able to. Put money aside. You have a couple different revenue streams of money coming coming in. At the heart of what you and Philan have done since you guys have been together has really been entrepreneurial. Yep. And um, any any particular thoughts or projects you guys have going right now, or are you just just open to seeing
1: what happens? Um, we are pretty open to seeing what happens, but we are we've just uh, with the help of a um, a local marketing guy, um, we've kind of branded. Oh, yes. simply us and a bus sure, which is yeah. what our um our bus name is or it started with just a, an idea an instagram hashtag is really what it or an instagram uh, tag right? tag is yeah. what it started at and as that progressed um we've now again with uh, with 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 the help of a, a a graphic designer he came up with a logo for us and we've now i know it sounds minimal but we've got stickers we've got t-shirts we've got hats um sure. all kinds of stuff and with that is a launching of um a website specifically for the bus okay. which hopefully then can um lead to some opportunities of uh maybe doing a little more um consulting with other bus owners i talked to a guy the other day in kentucky and he called and he said i have this Spider web of wires in the bus, and I don't know how to redo my turn signals to make them turn signals from being flashing lights. And um, I spent about half an hour on the phone with him and just talked him through what he needed to know. And that's just kind of how my brain works, I already did that on my own, I can figure it out. And at some point, he said, I'm looking at my wires, are you looking at yours? And I said, no, it's just up there in my head, it's yeah. you know, um, and so hopefully that can lead to some opportunities of consulting with other buses, of consulting with this lifestyle, the nomadic kind of lifestyle, yeah. and with that, um, there's a couple of other partnerships that we're starting up on, okay. um, and hopefully that can okay. lead somewhere. Good. But, well,
0: you know, and it's part of why. I- i was so intrigued by your story i mean obviously i've known you and flan for a long time i knew before the the before the conception of this idea yep. and um and even even as much as i've known about your guys' story and about this this part of your guys' life journey um i've had these questions about so what do you do about these things and and the lessons that you you guys learned over the past year how are you taking those forward because you can have the idea of wanting to, to do this and it always has to start with that idea or dream, but getting some coaching tips on how to wire something, how to do something physically on the bus, but also how to prepare yourself for the emotional, for the spiritual, you know, let alone the physical and the mental part of, of going on this journey, I think is just as, as important because any of those things can derail everything. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Right. As you found out in that first month, We may want to shit can the whole thing and (laughs) forget it, right? Yeah. And thank goodness you didn't. And thank goodness that you did learn certain things. You know, as we are are looking at this, if there was, for individuals who may be thinking about this, maybe not exactly the same thing, but on their next thing that they're looking at, something stirring inside, right? They've been in. Don't
1: deny it. Don't deny it.
0: Yeah, yeah tell, us, tell me. Be
1: bold, be courageous. Um, we've talked a little bit about living inside the box and living outside the box. Mm-hmm. And I think that's in the last, I don't know, few years, that's been a, a big uh, conversation piece. Yeah. Um, and we spoke about that a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. you and I did. And you went a whole different you, – you went a little deeper than I had initially <laughs> gone. But, sure. um being inside the box is is very important because yeah. when you're when you're growing up, a lot of it is inside the box thinking um, yeah. but you're missing a whole bunch of stuff that's infinitely possible outside the box yeah once you switch your mindset from being an inside the box to an outside the box thinker then you've got all these possibilities, but a lot of people forget about the inside of the box or where they came from, or you have to know the inside of the box to be able to experience the outside of the box. And we are trying to now take it a step further. And again, not the first ones that came up with this idea, but we're trying to just live like there is no box, Mm -hmm. which there is important to being in the box and being outside the box. But now that we've experienced both, to take down that wall of or the barrier of there being a box mm-hmm. and so that we can free flow and, and be able to experience life in all aspects. Yeah. And and that comes with that. You would ask me if there's a person that has that thing stirring inside of them. Maybe it's not going and living on a bus sure. because there's like point something 1% of a percent of people that – um could do this mm-hmm. and could do it well and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And I am, I am, this is no holier than thou because it is not easy, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people that have these ideas and they're just afraid to take that first step. Right. Um, my wife and I, my wife more than I, she is constantly coming up with ideas, mm-hmm. marketing mm-hmm. ideas of what we could do on the bus. The whole fact that we went on the bus started mm-hmm. with, the whole fact that we were going to move to North Carolina had of the whole thing of, well, then we're going to live in an RV and it, it progressed. But at some point, um, when, when that, that, uh, idea or that kind of goal started to build and build and build, it still took that being courageous and bold to, to take that first step. Right. For us, it was, okay, we're going to drive down and buy a bus. And right. once that happened, It Just it put everything in motion, and I think too many people now they get an idea and they're scared, Uh which is completely normal, valid. I mean, way, um, but even if it's just a little thing that you're going to do differently, try it. Yeah, I mean, the worst that happens is you fail, yeah, and if you fail, it's not failure, you learn from it and you move on, and it makes you a better person, and I think that's man, if there was one thing I could try to push people for is don't be afraid to to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to look at life differently. Yeah. Life is way too short. Yeah. I learned that 10 years ago. Yeah. And that was a huge change for me is, you know, uh, yeah, people bold, be courageous, go for it. Like I said, worst that happens is you yeah. fail, and it's not failure. It's, well, it's life. If if you, it may not turn out exactly
0: how you want it, which then provides an opportunity to learn from. I think if there is such thing in this case as failing, is when I refuse to learn from something that's already happened. Mm-hmm. Can't do anything about it anyways. It's already happened. Right. Might as well learn from it. Right. As you were saying earlier, having a plan is important. Yes. But it doesn't have to be perfect it just has to be a direction and some milestones within it
1: for us uh as a couple um and even this whole bus venture and i'll 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 stick with this for a minute there's only two people on our bus that know what the plan is mm-hmm. and so um if the plan goes a little to the left or a little to the right um we don't get discouraged about that because that's just, that's part of the adjustment of the plan. Sure. Um, Excuse me. Coffee this morning. I think again, too many people are, are very concerned with sticking on that rigid plan. Well, and And we don't. Yeah. And I think that (laughs) idea that,
0: you know, I I don't want to make a mistake. I don't, you know, I want to, I I, want to be successful at whatever that means. And, and so they just, they, out of fear, don't take that next step. In the but
1: and it's also being perceived. Yeah. It's that perceived, the, 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 you're being perceived as as failing. Mm-hmm. Um, society's so many, it's that whole keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. It's that making sure that I'm doing things that are right and I look right to my peers. I look, um, I'm doing the right thing for my, I still think that we're doing the right thing for our family, so I don't mean it like that, but, um that's what we, I think, got caught up in, yeah, and was part of it the yeah. Tip, yeah, the traditional. Hey, this is what you got to do. This is what's mm-hmm. next. This is what's next. This is what's next. And for us, uh, we were able to get away from that. Yeah. Um, but there's still intention. Sure. And it's still. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. I don't know what's gonna. I'm. 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 I'm kind of excited <laughs> to like. I, I. I'm not at all getting off this bus, but I'm like. What's going to happen next? Where is, where is life going to take us? Where is, what is, what is going to be next? I have no idea. Yeah. But I'm open.
0: (laughs) And I think that along with clearly, um, the example, both you and Flan have demonstrated for your kids modeled, um, for them of persistence. Mm-hmm. And, and the stick to itiveness um, and, and that element and I know people fland may not when I say disciplined uh, you're disciplined when it, sometimes it's at the eleventh hour you yes. know you've gotten better but it, yep. <laughs> it, but um, but you're gonna work until it gets done yes and um, and I and I've known that about you that's then and this this whole project has been uh, has been an example of that um, and and then in those other things, how does that carry over for other things? So I look forward to hearing how, uh, simply us and a bus, uh, as a business, or at least, uh, whatever that may evolve to, or if it evolves to something. Um, but for sure, no matter what, there will be a story and, um, look maybe forward. A, maybe to- a book, maybe a book. I okay. Don't know.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> A lot of options. We're open to any possibility. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I will definitely continue uh, looking forward to hearing from you, and then obviously, you know, we stay in touch anyway. So that'll be that'll be great. So um, this coming Friday, you guys are leaving. That's the game plan.
1: That's 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 what's happening.
0: That's what's happening. Okay. All right. Well, Aaron, once again, thank you for being here. I know that you have a ton of stuff going on right now, so to squeeze us in to do this, um, have this conversation, but. I think it's critical for those individuals that are in that space and they're restless and and normal has getting is they're getting squeezed by the normal and and, and their order that if they get that calling, um, yep, there's fear. That's because it's real, but um, it's okay to cross that threshold and and step into that um, and, into that space where um, magical things can happen. Doesn't mean it's not scary. Yes. So, uh, Aaron, thank you very much, and thank you for being able to bring some of that back home to be able to share that with other people, and that um, allows us to go through the full circle of, of a hero's journey. I appreciate it. Thanks, so, Kevin. Thank you. Um, thank you again for joining us. And if you are interested in Aaron and Philan's, um adventures on their bus and as they travel around, um, simply us and on Instagram, um, I'm assuming Twitter as well. Um, but you can go to their website and um, also check out things as they evolve over this these next few months. Uh, thank you very much for being with us today, and I look forward to seeing you next week.